What's the feeling on the streets of the Hunter? What's getting under your skin or making you hot under the collar? Let's take the temperature of the region. It's the pub test with Paul Scott. Well, the temperature of the region at the moment, I don't think I want to walk down Hunter Street with uh, this man at the moment because I think people will either give him bouquets or throw tomatoes at him. I'm not quite sure. He had a very interesting editorial in the Newcastle Herald on Monday. And why? Talk of the town gets him down. He hates it when we're referred to as a town because we're a city. Spot on. Spot on, Paul Scott. How are you, my friend? I'm good, and uh, look, I'm I'm quite happy to walk down the street and have tomatoes thrown at me. I mean, if that's as long as they're very juicy, yeah. ripe tomatoes, and they're not fresh green ones, they they, they hurt a bit. Yeah. But, hey, look, they're yeah. so expensive at the moment. Grab them. Oh, look, actually, I've noticed some of them were come, uh, have come down a little bit in price. Ooh. They're not quite as uh, quite as bad as they were. I like those little uh, cherry ones inside Ooh. a inside a salad off the yeah. off the truck. The ones that have still got taste, you know, and they're down to around about 14 a kilo, like by in the end of February you can get them for four or five, but considering they were up to 23, 14s, you know. That's pretty good. Not too bad. Yeah, yeah, do, you no, know what's stunned, bad. do you know what's stunned me? I mean, you and I haven't spoken for about five weeks because uh, between me being away, you playing golf and, uh, you know, we just haven't been able to, to connect, but what blew me away when I was overseas was the price of fruit and veggies in London is so cheap. How can it be cheaper to buy strawberries and raspberries and grapes and all of that in London when Australia, like, we're the sunny country. Why is our fruit and veggies so expensive? It was crazy. Probably because the wages they pay people over there are just dreadful. Mm. But I also think there's, uh, you know, bulk farming. I noticed I noticed that this morning, actually, Trace, I don't know if you know, but um, the uh, one of the news outlets in the UK, I, I can't remember which one, but it was a, a I went to it by the, the New York Times this morning with a, this uh, Liz Truss. There's a picture of Liz Truss on a uh, on a settee, and there's a, a, a and there's a lettuce, and they say this sixty p which will wilt first, the sixty p lettuce. And they're, they're running a twenty. They're running a twenty-four hour live stream on YouTube. Will Will the lettuce fall over at first, or will uh, or will Liz trust? She she had a pretty rough night of it overnight. Yeah. But yeah, look, we do pay. We do pay a fair bit, but we, mm. you know, in general, we have good quality. And look, our wages are so different mm. to, to to other places. You know, it's and and the seasons in Australia. I don't know. I don't know. Have they got a lot more? Um, Indoor farming over there, perhaps? I'm not sure. Well, they've so, just had the 40-degree summers, so who the hell knows? But you know I'm what? Th- that. That, that could get you uh, you ready for uh, for the World Cup. Obviously, you're headed to the World Cup uh, in the next uh, couple of weeks. Are you excited? Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Actually, I've had a... Um, uh, Saudi Arabia have just announced that um, anyone has a higher card. So to get into Qatar from the 1st of November... To the 31st of December, you're going to have this thing called the Hayer Card, which allows you free public transport. It's kind of next level than a visa. Like, they've really gone through you. And to get the Hayer Card, you have to have tickets for the World Cup. Saudi Arabia has just announced that, you know, people in... Uh, there's going to, like, there's not enough accommodation. Like, there's going to be people who are going to be coming in, staying in Saudi and coming into uh, into Qatar. There's 60 wow. flights a day coming in from Riyadh 
I don't know what the global warming output on that is, yeah. but, but um, there's a, uh, a, a real um, issue with... Uh, I, I thought to myself, well, look, I'm probably never going to get a chance to go to Saudi again. And it, it does have some... Uh, both Riyadh and Jeddah have some of the world's most fantastic Islamic art and mm. museums. And, you know, I wouldn't mind a short, um, a short visit over there. But seriously, the visa, I've filled it out three times. I don't know if it's just me... But when I hit, when I hit submit, mm. it, it disappears. It's gone. It doesn't tell me that I've got a number or anything. Oh. It doesn't tell me my application's in process when I log back in again or anything. So I don't know if I've sent in five applications yeah. or I haven't, or haven't sent, sent in any. any. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, it's a, it, it seems to be a test. But, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But the temperatures over there start to drop. I think Doha last night was a cool 35 degrees oh. and... Uh, and, Take uh, your jumpers. You know, <laughs> well, funny you say that. Everything is air conditioned to yeah. the absolute max. All the stadiums over there are closed in, and uh, uh, air conditioned. Australia is the three the three games before the, we moved to the business end that Australia is playing. First, that we've got France, current world champions. That's going to be an interesting game. Yeah, they're all they're all being played at the same at the same. Australians are playing all at the same same stadium. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, well, look, it won't be bad escaping the weather here, which is nothing short of just... It's unbelievable, Paul. Seriously, I flew out of London and it was... So it's autumn over there and I'm heading into spring over here. I flew out of London and it was about 21, 22 degrees. Beautiful. Sunshine, beautiful. I flew into this country, into home, on a Sunday night. It was six degrees at Sydney Airport and peeing down rain. Welcome to the lucky country. Well, did you see any of the beaches in Newcastle last Saturday and Sunday? Now, last Saturday, we haven't had a day like that for so long where it's, you know, a blue sky all day with very little wind. And, you know, and of course, the humidity wasn't bad because it wasn't any cloud cover. The beaches were absolutely chock. And I had some friends who came up from the Central Coast on the Sunday for lunch. And uh, they came via Merriweather, and we were supposed to be going around to surf house to have something to eat. And he said, Didn't happen. Nah, <laughs> we, you will not get a park. He said, we'll park here and walk. You're never going to get a park uh, around there. Um, we went to a place for lunch. Uh, it was chalk. Look, I'm not really going to have have a go at them, but I'm just saying, they are doing a tough stuff. Mm. And we ordered uh, a beer, I think a beer, a margarita, and a lemon lime bitters. And it was uh, it, it was 25 minutes until it wow. got to the table. So they're doing a yeah. tough stuff, and they were full. They mm. were absolutely, you know, they were full. Every, we were kind of felt we were lucky we were allowed in because mm. that many people were you know, wanting to get out and about. But, yeah, it does seem that, like, uh, a lot of hosp- hospitality places are still doing a task to um, to get the staff they oh, need to. There's but no doubt. There's no doubt. And what I feel really sorry for is, you know, okay, so say you, you, people are not as forgiving as you and we're okay with waiting 25 minutes for their drink. It's when you get those people who aren't patient, who throw a hissy fit, and they don't come back to the venue again because of that issue but honestly everywhere everywhere around the uk were just these big signs saying please be patient um you know we are understaffed we are this we are that everywhere mate it is worldwide what's happened since we've come back god well we're not i know the pandemic's mm. not over i get corrected every time i say well but you know we, we, we're not in the kind of situation that we were in 12 months ago yeah. what, what what is it i, I mean there's still the what 
have those people found new jobs or I don't want to go back to those jobs? Or is it immigration and, you know, not happening both ways? You know, is it people not getting over to the UK and people not coming to Australia? I... I don't know, but but it's uh, it's not a it's not a pretty sight. It really isn't. Speaking of COVID, we're struggling in this town, Trace. Oh, Did aren't I we? Just say town? I didn't mean to say town. <laughs> are we? We're struggling in this city. <laughs> now, tell me about that. So, uh, you and I are a little bit of of the same uh, on that one when it comes to you know the our team, our town. I hate that song. I hate that slogan, and I hate all of that. <laughs> But you know, it, it, we are—we're not a town anymore. A town gives a connotation of an, an old country town. That's not Newcastle anymore. But you've really had some uh, some quite um, strong opinions from people, haven't you? Uh, yeah. Well, I, look, I—I I, I, don't look. Towns bug me for a long time. Like a thing. It's to me, a town is kind of—I'd call Corindo a town. Mm. You know, and I, I wouldn't even call Maitland a town anymore. No, I, I wouldn't call Maitland a town anymore. And the problem with calling a place a town, from my uh, point of view, which may not have been expressed as eloquently as it, it may have been upon reflection, is that I do think that it gives um, uh, politicians and the decision makers down in Sydney a kind of a... It, it sets a mentality a town. A town is a certain, you know, a small kind of place. It's not a, a, a buzzy metropolis with you know, a big makeup of people. Like, you know, I reckon Newcastle has changed so much, like, like in a decade, but in two decades, like, massively since, you know, um, since closure of BHP. I mean, when I first moved to Newcastle, I thought it was a really white bread kind of place. Mm. You know, I really thought, wow, this, you know, I mean, you were, you know, it was a big deal to kind of, you were lucky you could go down to Beaumont Street and get some Greek food. Mm. But we, we've changed now, and the makeup of the place has changed. But a town with it, with the board of a town comes a certain a certain mentality, and you know I, I think that we need to keep referring to ourselves uh, as a city. And I don't know why people are so locked on to the idea of no, no, we're a town. Well, no, we, by, by, according to you, according to according to advertising agencies. <laughs> Hi, Art Ryan. Nice to see you this morning. <laughs> Art's a loyal listener, well, so watch out. You're in shite. <laughs> but but it, 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 I mean, it, try, it kind of creates a nostalgic... Mm. It's trying to create a nostalgic view of what we what we were. And, you know, and it's like, you know, oh, things were, things were better. Were they? No. Were they better? Like, I don't know. I, I, I doubt it. I mean, some things might have been better. Cost of housing of was better. Were, <laughs> Absolutely, cost of housing was better, but cost of phone calls wasn't. Mm, you know, the kind, right. of, the kind of the kind of difficulty that you know that communication uh, pre- presented at times. Um, air pollution in Newcastle was horrible. Um, you know, I just I don't know why people want to hold on to this idea of town, and and I think the idea of a town comes a, a mentality. That, that holds us back when it comes to, you know, getting the big bucks when it comes to big projects with big visions. I mean, I was just reading the other day that Cairns, bloody Cairns, has got a, uh, a, a, you know, a centre for events, you know, yep. like a big... Convention a and event centre, yeah, we still don't have yeah. ours. We have the no, barn. We ha- yeah, we do. We've got the barn. And, I mean, it doesn't... It's moving very, very slowly, that whole... 
that whole thing over at um, you know where we have the where we have the show the showgrounds that whole precinct. Geez, that's been slow. And you know if we do if we do have a change of government in in March and it's increasingly looking mm. like you know that yeah, we are going to mm. it, you know it's going to be an interesting election it might be an absolute it mightn't be it. I think this mob will get perfed. Oh, I've got but no I doubt. I think it's kind of teal candidates start running around. I agree with you completely. I, it's it's you that know? alternate, isn't it? It's that it, Labor and Liberal are just so bloody identical these days that you know it's only it's only very small changes here and there. Whereas the teals provide an alternative. And I think gone are the days of the two party. I mean, we spoke about this after the election, but gone are the days of the two party system. Well, I think I think uh, I think it, it, it's possible that the ALP will, you know, will run government. Mm. But it's also possible that you know there's going to be um, uh, a big a reliance on Teals mm. to uh, at some time or independence at some time. I mean, the Legislative Council in New South Wales is going to continue to be the clown show that it is now. <laughs> I mean, I, the, the the Legislative Council in New South Wales is you know. I mean, and you're seeing what Mark Latham wants to do. Oh, to, don't start you know, to me. Step, to step down after four years, put someone in the seat, then mm. run top of the ticket and get back in to mm. increase the numbers of the, the One Nation candidates in the, you know, in the, in the legislative council. And the fact and, that Fred Niles is standing down as an 88-year-old, he's finally standing down and his wife's going to go in in his place. Nice work if you can get it. Isn't Who else it? gets a job? Who else gets a job review once mm. every eight years? Yeah. And the other thing about the legislative council, you haven't got people knocking on your door, you know, wanting to whinge about, uh, you know, uh, state issues. No. You know, you, it, it's, a, oh, it's, just, it, it's a mess. But, yeah, it's like we'll have a new government. I mean, you know, governments get voted out, not voted in this one. I don't think they've done themselves any favours. I think the Barillaro thing was mm. kind of like a bit of a, a knife into the court. Mm. I think I, that I, was I, the final, yeah, I think that was the final straw, no doubt about that. <laughs> a number of ex-pollies have, have put into the Premier wanting to use the title The Honourable for life. Are you serious? And John Barillaro is among them. Oh. Yeah, the Premier can grant that. Once you're out of Parliament, then you can use the title The Honourable. The Premier oh. can grant that. Can, I, can I call them wankers? Is that, I don't know whether that's allowed or not on this station, but I just have... Oh. Do you know I what? Just, one one you know, of the best politicians that I've known in a long, long time, and I don't care what side of politics you sit on, but David Simmons, incredible politician, incredible um, you know, contributor to, to the local community down where he, he grew up and where he was a member, and then when he came up here to Newcastle, and he has every right to use the Honourable, but he never has. Yeah. Like, come on, really? We're going to call John Barillaro the Honourable? <laughs> I mean, that, that just kind of shows how out of touch mm. with, you know, the wider public uh, opinion about the whole Barillaro affair and the jobs for the boys and the sense of entitlement and privilege that these people think is theirs for life. It's, it's, it's not. It's just enough. It's nuts. No. It's, it's crazy. Do you think we should be called a city all the time, Trace? I do. I think we should be Newcastle City or the city of Newcastle. Why do you think people want to hang on to this... Well, it's the same as the NIMBY argument, you know. I'm, I'm, again, this is a personal opinion and is not the opinion of Newcastle Live. I just put that disclaimer out there. But I was really cranky last night when I read about um, the appeal that is going to land an environment court about the MBN land and and the building that that Keith Stronach is putting up there. That is why we are still called a town. 
because we will not move forward. We will not allow progress. We want to move into the inner city and then complain about the clubs and pubs that are around there. We want to complain about the people who are hanging around the streets. That's what's wrong with this city. That's what's wrong with us. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Sorry. No, 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 no. I have some strong I, opinions on that. Well, I, I think you could probably take comfort in knowing that, you know, it's very unlikely that the appeal will succeed. Mm. I mean, you think of all the protests about things that have been in Newcastle over the years, the, the closure of the rail line, you know, the heights of buildings in the East End, lost, lost. You know, there's, there's very few where, where public, you know, uh, a public group have got together to advocate for a point of view that's defeated something to do with, um, with development. So, I mean, people can exhaust them, exhaust themselves. But, like, I think, you know, they're going on and saying, you know, that the decisions weren't uh, properly considered by council, the decisions weren't properly considered by um, uh, the, the, the JRPP, uh, Joint Regional Planning Panel. But, you know, uh, realistically, those, those, it's passed through those two gates. The likelihood of um, an appeal... Um, being successful. I'd like to see people rather protesting about things that we haven't got rather than things Mm. we have got. I mean, I think one of the things that we do miss in Newcastle is like a kind of a botanic garden, like park space. There's not a lot of park space in the here now, you know. We've got King Edward uh, Park, which I've referred to before as King Edward Car Park. It drives me nuts that that place is an overflow car park all the time. I mean, I'd, I'd really like to see that, you know, Gardened up, mm. rather than a, a place. For, I agree. But then you know, you say that, and other people say, "Well, I think I wish they'd bring back the hill climb." You know, if we could get, if we get, remember the hill climb. Yep. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh man, I miss the hill climb. Oh, I think we might just leave it on that. What do you reckon on the on bringing back the hill climb? Oh my god! Well, listen, you stay. Okay, there you go. That's 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 your next opinion piece. Bring back, uh, bring back the uh, the hill climb, mate. Stay very safe. It is so lovely to talk to you. And uh, yeah, keep uh, keep up the anger, won't you? Keep it up. Of course, I will try. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. Well, Okay, bye-bye. Bye, mate. Newcastle in the Morning covers the big stories that matter the most to you. The local issues often neglected. Tracy Mack's plain-talking, no-nonsense approach will get your morning off right. Talking news, sport, entertainment, music, lifestyle and more. Covering what you need to know and even some of the stuff you didn't. It's Tracy Mack with Newcastle in the Morning. Weekdays from 9 to midday, only on Newcastle Live.